hello. This is Don Pedersen, and you are listening to Running by Don. Today's episode is really part two of episode four. I'm a runner. And today's episode, episode 10, is titled Building Your I Am a Runner Statement. So just kind of a recap of episode four, we talked about if you begin with this vision of who you want to be as a runner and you tell yourself you're a runner and you work towards being that runner you've envisioned while you're while you're calling yourself a runner whether you're where you want to be or not you'll actually get there faster and this idea comes from a book called atomic habits that you can start with the end in mind of who you want to be and then tell yourself you are that and you will not trick your brain, but kind of you'll get there faster. Okay. That gap of where you want to be and where you are now will, will close much quicker than if you're like, Oh, I want to be this runner someday. If you already tell yourself I am a runner, you'll start creating patterns in your life to be the runner that you want to be. And we talked in detail about some of the things that you might do with, you know, making sure that you get out on your workouts, making sure you eat the part and dress the part and just really put on this I am a runner persona on yourself and then you meet it. So I want to go kind of to this idea, but in a little different form. I am a runner is really a mindset as we think of ourselves in a certain way. I want to give you a little tool today, which I call the I'm a runner statement and teach you how to use this. Now, I've talked a little bit about mindset in episode four and some other episodes. As a coach, I've seen that mindset is not only important, it's almost as important, if not more important than physical training. And that might sound a little ridiculous, but let me give you a couple of examples. Okay. (laughs) I've been coaching kids, you know, for, for a few years now. And the thing that I've noticed is the case that there are two, two major ways that you can train. You train for physical and you train for mental endurance and stamina And that kids vary a lot. Some kids will be really strong physically, but really weak in their mental stamina. And other kids will be a little bit weaker in their physical abilities and talents. And yet they'll, they'll be very determined in their mental capacity and they'll be able to push through some difficult things that some of the other kids with less practice with those mental stamina skills will just crumble. I had at my summer running camp, we did uh, early on with my middle schoolers, we did a mile trial. And there's one girl that I had been watching that was pretty good, um, a sixth grader, so pretty young, but I could just tell that she was, she was really determined and she really was working hard. And I, I was impressed with what I saw the first couple of days of our summer running camp. And then we got to our mile trail and she took off with her group pretty fast and watching what she did, I was worried that she would burn out. And I don't know 
I think she made it a lap before she decided that she was really tired and then she tried for another lap and then she crumbled mentally and she walked the last two laps. She walked and she walked and she walked and she walked and it didn't matter what I said to this girl. She wasn't tired anymore after she had been walking for a while, but she was determined again, but determined to to throw herself a pity party and walk the rest of the way. It didn't matter what I said to her. It didn't matter what the other kids said to her to encourage her. It didn't matter what her dad said to her. She had decided that she was done with the race, except she didn't pull out. She walked the rest of it, right? But she was mentally done. She gave up. She did not continue. Now, luckily, the next time that we did the mile trial, at the end of summer camp, she did much better. And this is an example of this disconnect between physical ability and mental ability. And she is very young. I think that she has got a lot, a lot of room to grow. And I think she'll be a great runner. And I look forward to seeing what she'll continue to do. I have also seen at the high school level a similar similar thing. One of my really, really, really great runners struggles with this mental capacity and struggles with self-confidence and struggles with not beating themselves up about every little mistake. And it's just really, really difficult to push past that for this athlete Even though they are a phenomenal runner, the mental struggle is real and it's there. And I've seen this with lots of kids. When my team is looking down and discouraged and not doing very well, I don't go back and look at, you know, what hard workout can I throw at them? I look at what kind of mental exercises can we go through to build their confidence? I know that they have the physical ability. I've seen them do it in practice. I've seen them do it in other races, but sometimes they just look so discouraged. And I just want to be like, it's okay, guys, we're all right. But it can't come from me. As a coach, I can say things and they can help with their confidence in that moment at a race or on a workout. But The reality is I'm not there every second when they're training. I'm not there every second when they're racing. And if they can build these skills to have mental stamina and mental confidence, then they can do it for themselves. And so that's been really important to me as a coach. I have also, we all all point the fingers at ourselves, right? I've also noticed the difference in my mindset. When I decide that I'm done mentally and I crumble mentally, it makes for horrible, miserable workouts and races. It's more common for me in races, workouts I don't usually get too intimidated by. I'm usually able to get through them, but races, I can really get down. And so even for me, I need, you know, I need this pick me up and actually I decided to do this episode today because I'm a week and a half out from my marathon and my training is, you know, pretty much got a bow tied on it. I've got one more really important workout this weekend and I'm looking at this race and just 
dreading it already. <laughs> I don't like to race. I think it's hard. It tests me in ways that workouts don't. And it brings, you know, challenges to the forefront, both physically and mentally. And it's difficult. And so I've thought a lot about, you know, I've done the physical training. I, I've done, I've put in the work. I've done what I could do. But have I done the mental training? And I think there's a lot more that I can do. And I can do that while I'm easing off physically and build myself up mentally as well. So maybe you've been in those situations as well. Maybe your mental confidence is really, really high and you do great as a runner. I have seen runners that have a lot of mental confidence, maybe some of them slightly too much. I think that's arrogance. And I think some of that is lying to themselves, actually overcompensating, right? But if we dig deep and look within ourselves, we can know the difference. And then maybe you are the runner that undermines yourself and beats yourself up and has a lot of negative self-talk. And this can affect all areas of our life. Like it's not just running. The way we talk to ourselves and the way that we think about our efforts and our goals, it's all one and the same, whether it be running or work or whatever capacity we're thinking about our effort and our potential. It all really can be rolled in one. Or maybe you, you know, you're you're more like me. And most of the time you've got a lot of confidence, but there's situations that really shake you and that really bring you, I don't know, I, I think it's really humbling to feel really confident in most situations and then just to have these experiences that just bring me to my knees and kind of shatter some of my confidence in myself and my abilities you know it's one of the reasons I keep on going back to the marathon (laughs) I've talked about this in another episode as well about conquering a marathon I want to do it I want to conquer it both physically and mentally and know that I have the capacity to do something great on that race and to not come off feeling like I failed. But if it doesn't go well, then I will learn and I will grow and I will be better. So anyway, that's kind of the importance of mindset. And so I want to give you this tool of an I am a runner statement. Really what it is, is a few sentences that you'll build. I'll teach you how to build it in a minute. That is about you as a runner. I know that I have seen this out there before. I saw a meme actually the other day that said, I'm a runner. And then it had listed a few things. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they call that an I am a runner statement or if that's just, you know, a statement. But rather than, you know, find a great meme, I really want you guys to personalize and build your own runner statement. I think it's really important to not look at, who someone else wants to be as a runner, but look at who you want to be as a runner. And I think it's important also to realize who we are as people. I can say, you know, I am a runner and then rattle off a bunch of things. But if it doesn't like speak true to my personality or my running style or whatever, it's not really going to help me. It's not going to resonate with me. So I want you guys to really, really make it personal. And I'll give you a few examples. This is how I like to build runner statements 
you could do it a little bit differently if you wanted. And I was just trying to think of some different personalities and what their runner statements might be. And then I'll share with you my own, or at least a version of my own. I did this a couple of years ago in cross country. We made runner statements and then we use them in our races. So anyway, first one is, and I, I had in mind a personality that was happy and optimistic and outgoing and maybe, you know, their goals aren't hardcore focused. I got to beat everybody. They're not really that personality. They're not really that kind of runner. And so I thought this runner statement might work for someone who fits that description. It says, I am a runner. So you start with, I'm a runner. And then you go into your personalization. I am a runner. I am friendly, optimistic, and find the joy in running. So I can just imagine this runner in a race saying that to themselves. And instead of beating themselves up, they start looking for a friend and being like, hey, you're doing great. And really helping other runners is such a big pick me up. I do this sometimes when I'm struggling a lot in a race, I talk to other runners and I encourage them and it actually helps both of us. But I can see that runner doing that and being optimistic, you know, instead of thinking about how hard it is or how wet it is or how tired they are, they could think about optimism and how they're they're generally an optimistic person and, you know, remind themselves of that character trait that they have. And then this one's kind of related, but a little different, but find the joy in running. So they might start thinking about, you know, the wind on their face and the trees going by or, or whatever. Okay. So I can think of this runner thinking of this and he or she would say, I'm a runner. I'm friendly, optimistic, and find the joy in running. Whenever they need to pick me up, they could say that. Okay. So another one, I thought of a more serious person who maybe is, they're more quiet, they're more reserved, but they're also really a strong, powerful personality. So this one is, I am focused, powerful, and keep my eyes on the goal. And what a, what a tribute to that personality of just this extreme focus, um, this great power and being, I guess, keeping the eyes on the goal is, you know, a, a compliment to that focus, but they may, they may or may not choose two statements that relate to each other, but some of them can. So I do like this format. You could pick a different format, but I like, I am, and then an attribute, an attribute, and then just like a a statement, kind of the end of the journey type of thing. So find the join runner, keep my eyes on the goal. You could format your runner statement differently than that. If you like, that's just what I personally prefer. It kind of wraps it up for me. So my statement, I had one two years ago and it was similar to this, but I don't think it was exactly this, but here's mine. My personality, I'm pretty outspoken and blunt and yet like I consider myself a natural leader 
and I am very passionate about everything I do. And so see if you can see kind of that personality in the statement. I am a runner. I am strong, confident, and determined until the final step. Thinking about um, the marathon, that, that last part really resonated with me. I'm determined until the final step. So this, this mental stuff breaks down for me at the end of the marathon. When those miles get long and hard and I'm really tired, I, that's when it, when it gets me and I start breaking down. So this, this idea of being determined until the final step, I think will really help me to meet my goals. And I am often determined. All of these words fit me. I am strong, both mentally and physically. In my personality, I have a pretty strong strong personality, sometimes too strong for some people. And I also, I work really hard as a runner and also I do a lot of weightlifting. So I am physically strong, confident. I'm confident most of the time. When you're building your runner statement, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses. I want you to focus on those strengths. Okay. When you are your, when you're at your best, that's what these words should be coming from. Could easily say, I'm a runner. I am tired. I give up mentally. I beat myself up when it gets hard. Like I could easily make that my runner statement and it would be absolutely true. But is that going to help me? No. Is that reflective of when I'm at my best self? No, that's reflective of me at my worst self. So this statement is to help me to remind me who I want to be and who I am at my best and strive to be the best me I can be. And your statement should too. It should focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses, and even your potential, okay? Maybe you don't recognize your strengths in this area yet, but you know that you can get there, okay? Include those. And you can make it longer or shorter. I like this length because it's it's a little bit poetic, maybe, in structure. It's something that I can use and... That I can gain a lot from. All right. So take a few minutes. If you have time right now, maybe pause the podcast and think about some words, write some things down, play with it. You know, this may not be a one-time shot. You might want to work with it over time, over a matter of days, or hopefully not more than a week, but keep working with it until You have something that feels truly you and that will be a source of strength for you as a runner. So now you have your runner statement. What on earth are you going to do with this runner statement? First, number one, you're going to memorize it. Okay. Commit it to memory. You're not going to have a piece of paper with you when you're on a run. This is going to be something you have memorized. You have written in your mind and your heart you believe there needs to be a belief here. So make sure the statement matches your beliefs and matches who you think you are and who you think you can become, but memorize your runner statement. Okay. I'm going to work on memorizing mine and you work on memorizing yours as well. And then how could I use this? Well, when you're out on a run, first you just want to get in the habit of saying it. You know, you could be out on an easy run 
and just rehearse in your mind. I'm a runner. I'm strong, confident, and determined until the final step. Well, in my easy run, that's going to be really great. Be like, yeah, I could do that. I can be strong, confident, and determined until the final step. I'm going on a three-mile easy run. And that'll be great, right? I start to I start to believe it. I start to own it. But what if I'm on a tempo run? I got a 10-mile tempo run on Saturday. And that run, I know, will challenge me a little more. So I can use this on that run. I'm a runner. I'm strong, confident, and determined until the final step. So I'll be saying that you guys are going to help me memorize this right now as I repeat it over and over again, but I'll be saying that on my run to practice. And then if you go out for a harder workout, maybe you're doing some speed work when you're trying to give it that last push, this becomes a little different. Okay. It's not this nonchalant. I am strong, confident, determined until the final step. It becomes like this for me. I am strong confident and determined to tell the final step when I'm going around those turns and I'm giving it all I got this comes out with power and strength okay this is not a nonchalant kind of statement I am getting all the mental capacity I can from this statement and focusing on being the kind of runner that I know I am and that I know I want to be with that statement Do I have room in my mind for my legs are killing me if I'm repeating that over and over again in my mind? No, I say, okay, legs, great, but I am strong. I'm confident and determined until the final step. Then my legs get on board and my mind takes over. I don't let my body take over. I let my mind direct what my body is doing. That's how you use it in a workout. And in a race, it's going to be much the same when you are in those hard moments. Maybe you're on a big hill and the big hill isn't going to be as fast as, you know, some, some speed work around the track. But as I'm going up the hill, if I say I'm strong, confident and determined until the final step, that hill's going to look different. Okay. I'm going to go up that hill, not with my head hung down, but confidently, right? I'm going to remember my strength as a runner, as I go up that hill and I'm going to be determined until the final step of that hill when I can ease up and, and drift down the other side. Okay. That's, that's the power in this. And hopefully you can, you can find your words that ring true to you. I I'm like borderline emotional when I think about these words and using them and how they reflect who I am as a person and who I am as a runner. So really I mean, these should be emotional words for you. They should really ring ring true in your heart and your mind of who you are and who you want to be as a runner. This isn't something you need to convince yourself of. This is something that is part of who you are and who you want to be. So those statements will be a tool for you as you really give it all you got in your workouts and your races. So as you go throughout your running over the next, you know, few weeks, work on memorizing this, work on using it till it becomes really, really natural. Well, what if you get out there and you're like, this wording is off, this is wrong. 
Sorry, you're married to it. No, no, no. This is something you can adapt. You can keep growing it, keep changing it as you grow and change as a runner. The wording might not be perfect at first, and you might focus on some of the words for a few months, and then you want to change it. Maybe you're bored of it. It's not as motivating as it used to be, or maybe you've learned some things about yourself and who you want to be and who you are. And so you want to pick some different words or you want to make some slight modifications. So that's totally cool. It's very, very adaptable. It grows as you grow as a runner. I wouldn't expect someone who, you know, starts running at 16 on one of my cross country teams to have the same mindset and the same motivation when they're 25 and they're going to be a different kind of runner at that point. Hopefully they're still running. That's my goal that my runners are still running as adults. So it can keep adapting. One caution I would add is the English language and other languages as well are full of beautiful, wonderful, inspiring words please don't pick a bunch of swear words to yell at yourself. Like be kind to yourself. If you look at the meaning of 10 words in the English language that we have as swear words, like those meanings aren't very inspiring. Just do yourself a favor. And those aren't the most intelligent, most inspiring words. Just eliminate those from your options and pick some words that are really going to reflect who you are and who you want to be. I promise you it will be a much better statement than if you're just yelling swear words at yourself. You might disagree with me on that, but give it a try without the swear words, okay? There's great dictionaries and thesauruses, and you'll find real depth and meaning in some of those words that you might not have considered before. All right, kind of to summarize, I just want to remind you of the importance of mindset. It's just as important, if not more important, than our physical training to train our minds. And so that's why we're building our runner statements. When you build your runner statement, pick words that describe you, that focus on your strengths and your potential as a runner and that really resonate with you. Then you're gonna memorize your statement. You're gonna practice it during your workouts, both easy and more challenging workouts. And then you're gonna use it to help you on those harder workouts and especially in your races. I would love to hear your running statements. If you would like to share them, you go ahead and share those on my Facebook page, Dawn Running, and there'll be a a place in the comments that you can share that once this episode goes out. And let's, let's inspire each other. I'm excited to hear what you come up with and good luck. And I hope it helps you in your workouts and your races. Talk to you later. Bye.